0: Let's see what the stew has for us today.
1: Welcome to the Gnomecast, Gnome Stew's tabletop gaming advice podcast. Here we talk with the other gnomes about gaming things to avoid becoming part of the stew, so I guess we'd better be good. This episode is brought to you by our awesome Patreon backers, like the captivating Carla Everson, the extravagant Eric Heimel, and the magnificent Matthew Arbo. Today we have myself, Ange, along with Jen, Phil, and Senda, and today we're going to talk about romance in games. Before we dive into that main topic, though, let's ask our get-to-know-a-gnome question. What is the most epic romance you've ever had in one of your games? Either one you experienced as the player of the character, or one you experienced as the GM facilitating the game. And Jen, I'm going to start with you. Okay.
2: So, I had to think about this one really hard, but this one, I think it's the most epic just because of the scope and the tragedy of it. In a game of... (laughs) In a game of Dream Askew, we'd set up this whole animosity, this whole, you know, settlement dividing conflict between myself and this other character, and at the end of character creation I ask him, so why did your character break up with mine? (laughs) And it ended so badly that I ended up being exiled, and my exile resulted in the eventual destruction of the settlement. Oops.
1: Wow. <laughs> Oopsie. Wow. <laughs> that, 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 that definitely qualifies as epic, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Epic tragedy. Phil, how about you?
0: Mine was in a Dungeon World game that Sneezak was running where we accidentally summoned this dead god, the Queen of hoarfrost and Woe, and my character fell in love with her and then spent the rest of the campaign arc one, keeping the person who summoned her alive so that he could figure out a way to summon her again, (laughs) and defeating every evil that was in our path so that her pantheon would not be wiped out by other dead gods. And so eventually he winds up at the end of the campaign being able to get a portal to her realm and crosses into her realm and is gone for uh, three years before he returns for the next arc. (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's awesome. How about you, Senda? I, this was also
3: really hard for me because I love playing romance in my games. Yeah. And I, I have to just say that like uh, the last game that I played with my group, uh, we just finished it was Scum and Villainy and we kept having people out and we kept playing prequels and every single prequel was the romance story of the character, like before our actual <laughs> Scum and Villainy story started. So like we played some serious romance like every other week, basically, for a while and it was great. but. I think that my favorite romance that I've played in game ended up actually being um, a Tales from the Loop game that we played that was like super young, innocent love for the first arc. And it was very, very sweet. And then it turned into a thing at the end of that arc where the uh, character that Wen was playing actually basically went off and started working for the bad guys in order to keep me oh, no. and the rest of us safe. So to keep my character safe because he was absolutely in love with me. But he just disappeared and he didn't tell anybody where he was going. Oh, no. And then, of course, we played a second half of that campaign like mo- six months later and he just like reappeared. But he reappeared on the day that I was getting married to someone else. <laughs> And so from there, we like proceeded for the second half of that campaign, we basically had a love triangle happening for the entirety of it. Um, And it was truly amazing. And then I actually ended up like uh, my character ended up with Wen's character at the very, very end. But it was tragic, because we knew that like, even though they had finally ended up together, and they could finally be together, and it was all happy. We knew that at some point, I was going to have to kill him. (laughs) You know? Like that. I mean, is that not the best
1: kind <laughs> I know, of moment? it's
3: amazing! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It was really amazing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that was my favorite
1: <laughs> so far. I'm going to go a little bit different. I have a one shot that I've run a few different times that has, within the pre-gen characters, set up a secret romance that the the characters... Throughout the game, one of the things that's kind of expected is that the two players of these characters end up having to resolve what these two do about the romance because the idea is that one of them is... Basically, he's the heir to the kingdom and he's, you know, he's going to be expected to carry on the family line. Therefore, that won't happen with his gay lover. So the idea is like, what are these two do as they're trying to determine who's going to take over the kingdom and they have to decide whether he's going to, you know, serve the kingdom or, you know, serve his love. And it's been interesting watching what different players do with this in several different circumstances. I've had players decide that they'll do their duty, but they're going to try and continue this romance secretly behind the scenes i've had them put the the sister on the throne so he can stay with his lover and i've had i've had one player the last time i ran it one of the players said he would take the throne but in about 5 years time one day he and his his advisor would disappear and never come back <laughs> and i'm like you know I, I love throwing that at players to see what what, what are you going to do with it you know what? Are, what are you gonna do with this this trag potentially tragic story? You know, and how are you gonna how are you going to resolve it? And I've had a lot of fun with that one. Now let's get into our main topic. As we've mentioned, our topic is romance in games, relationships between characters. <laughs> it's integral to most games, but usually focuses on friendships or rivalries, family. But you know what happens if we put a little bit of love in the air? <laughs>
2: good things good things happen
1: <laughs> raising the stakes is what we call that <laughs> yeah let's talk a little bit about some games that are actually straight focused on romance i had the pleasure of getting to try out Starcrossed last year at origins i just played that for the first time last month
2: killer killer game i loved it actually uh Phil and I played that on Saskeek before
3: it came out. Uh so there's
2: a recording of it. If you don't know it,
3: you can go listen to it on my other podcast.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it wasn't called Star Cross. Cross the then. No, it
1: wasn't even called Star Cross yet. <laughs> yeah. What was it originally called? I remember there was a tension. name I, was I think it was Tension. Yeah. Which was also yeah. a very
3: appropriate name, but Star is. Yeah. is better.
1: Yeah. The the whole the whole key mechanic of the game is a Jenga Tower. Or a block tower, since you can't actually use the Jenga copyright name. Um, but it's it's a Jenga tower, and whenever you're interacting with your potential love interest that you are not supposed to get involved with because of reasons. Yeah, It's like, whatever you set up for this game, you are not supposed to get together. It is taboo. It is forbidden. It's a bad idea. But the attraction is still there and every time you deal with your compatriot you have to have a hand on you have to have you have to be touching you to touch the tower the damn tower yeah <laughs> and i can't tell you how amazingly that ratchets up oh you know yes. the feelings and attention and the oh god
2: my favorite thing about that so one of you a valid move is to knock the tower over on purpose yes. in that game yeah. And so when I was playing it with my friend, she was taking a picture. Like, she said, well, hey, this is the game we're playing. And she didn't know that at the moment she kept me, I was in like inner turmoil as to whether I was just going to try and pull a block or knock the tower <laughs> over. And like 10 seconds after she took the picture, I like slammed the tower <laughs> over. Everyone in the room jumps because we're playing at board game day of all places. Right.
1: <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I love that game it's so good when i I played i was playing with my friend chris and we didn't understand that to end up together you needed to fail at the tower and we we had we were both very good at jenga so we had (laughs) successfully pulled all our tiles and we're like but we want to run off together and alex was like he's like you can't you did the tower's still standing and we both like simultaneously reached out and knocked over the tower Yep. Yep. i'm pretty sure phil took ours out did you take out the tower
0: I might have. It was uh our tower was problematic it because was, it was it, 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 the middle blocks wouldn't move. <laughs> yeah. And we had to keep pulling Oof. directly like we had to pull from the bottom third for almost the entire game. The the wildest part was uh I pulled out a block and pulled two blocks.
3: Yeah, another one like, came. Like the with block it.
0: that was on top of it came with it, and I'm holding it wow. out to Alex and I'm like, "What do we do with this?" And she's like, <laughs> "I don't have rules for that." <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are some other games that you can recall that actually directly involve romance
0: i mean emily Carr boss's romance trilogy of course shooting the moon oh i'm trying to remember the three uh, names un- shooting the moon under my skin. breaking, the, breaking ice. the ice
3: yeah and under my skin
0: under my skin yeah yep mm-hmm. so those um those three send and i almost played uh breaking the ice once <laughs>
3: Was it breaking? the No, it was shooting no, no. the moon.
0: It was shooting, shooting the, moon. the
3: moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We almost played. Like, we set up characters, and it was before we'd started podcasting together, so we got so distracted, just like we do when we podcast, that we never actually ended up being able to start the game.
1: <laughs> we made the characters, and we were
3: like, gosh, it's really late at night. Maybe we should finish this some other time. <laughs>
1: that is just so you (laughs) so you guys
3: we should have known then when we were like oh we'll do this 15-minute podcast well we can't even play a three-hour game in one evening so apparently that's not a thing
1: (laughs) now some games while they don't necessarily directly involve romance they build it in as an option when you're setting up your, your relationships with characters i believe Senda, you recently got to play hearts of Wu Lin. boy
3: did i and i'm just gonna go ahead and say well this will come out way after but it's also on my on my she's a super geek feed because we released it while they were doing their um kickstarter and as we're recording right now it is still kickstarting but this will come out in a while mm-hmm. and i think it'll probably be done by then but keep your eyes out for it it was very mm-hmm. awesome it's a phenomenal it's game really good and it's one of those games that revolves around the relationships and the drama of the characters very specifically. So inevitably, there will be some kind of romance in it. And indeed, for our game, there was a beautiful little triangle of unrequited love and like star-crossed inability to be together and all of those things.
2: it was fantastic yeah when we played we had so I was playing with um weregator uh Eric Bontz uh Hamish Cameron and Danielle Thomas Eric <laughs> was my sister and we were both madly in love with Hamish's character and he was torn between <laughs> us but he was betrothed to her but someone else was yeah it was crazy yes. I loved it it's him.
3: amazing it's amazing <laughs> it, it does that it does it beautifully and and then it all ends tragically oh
2: yes he thought we were both trying to kill him and he ran away <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, Oops. the game is called Hearts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yep.
3: Well, and then the other one that uh, we were just chatting about a little bit before we started recording was masks, right? Because yes. teen, yes. teen drama, romance, teen kind of, drama, your first love, you know, and 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 self sacrifice, <laughs> like so that you can like comic book die and then come back in the next episode.
2: Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. In, uh, in our Saturday Masks game, uh, my best friend Reflex is in love with this the bad boy superhero phenotype, who I disapprove of, not because he's the bad boy, but because he's stealing my gimmick as a superhero. <laughs> How dare? <laughs> How dare? Exactly. <laughs> I will not stand for no, that. not.
3: You know what just <laughs> occurred to me that we absolutely forgot to talk about is Monster Hearts.
0: Oh, oh yes.
2: yes. Oh, gosh. Monster Hearts. Yeah.
0: That's actually one I want to play. I haven't had a chance to play because I haven't had the group that I've wanted to play it in yet.
2: Right. It's like sitting on my shelf. I'm like, I want to break it out. (laughs) The one time I played, we did a very stereotypical Twilight setup where we had like the human girl torn between the vampire and the werewolf, but better because everyone was girls. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just better. Just inherently.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna also bring up uh, "Tales from the Loop" when we talk about young love. Um, oh, I did a I did a "Tales from the Loop" campaign and had, uh, of course, we couldn't have a arc without a major dance as part of the arc. So the mm-hmm. winter the winter ball was part of the arc and uh, had this great, just had this great romance arc. Um, Bob Everson, uh, his a uh, rocker, and uh, the nerdy computer girl. The will they, won't they. And it went It went for many, many sessions. Like, none of us knew if he was really going to ask her to the winter ball or not. And, like, she was talking to the other friends about, like, how, like, you know, what could she do or how could she convince them, like, to help get him on board. And eventually, as they're working on a mystery, he just asks her to the dance. So, it was great. Like, it was totally unexpected. I totally expected him to blow her off, and he didn't. It was such a fun little, such a fun little game. And it was really innocent because it was, you know, they were like seventh and eighth graders. So it was like, you know, this, you know, write in your notebook kind of romance, like hearts on a notebook. The initials in the heart. Yeah, exactly. Oh,
3: wow. That's how my romance and Tales from the Loop started. It's just that then we fast forwarded <laughs> 10 years and there was like marriages and stuff involved and got way messier.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to do things from the flood in the fall. We're going to plan on playing it in the fall. And we all, I we pretty much already know that they won't make it uh, because she has more in common with someone else in the group. So I'm pretty sure when we advance 10 years, she'll actually be dating Tony's character in the game because um, they had way they actually had way more in common. They were both kind of nerdy together.
1: Well, it, you know, and this brings us to the next thing I wanted to roll into is because Tales from the Loop doesn't actually have anything set up in it to establish that as a start, but it tends to flow directly from the thematic element it, it it directly flows from the thematic elements of the game you're playing teenagers doing things and you know what what teenagers teenagers fall in love teenagers you know they fall in deep intense this is the only <laughs> thing that's ever going to matter for my yeah. entire life type of love yes
3: <laughs> it's the best
1: <laughs> i love playing it <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, but it's, romance can blossom in any game, you know, and how do we, how do we make that, how do we make that work, especially when, you know, it's not necessarily built into the game, but you have a bunch of players who are like, kind of poking at the subject and want to make it happen, but then you've got folks who are like, "No, no, no, that's just too awkward, I don't want romance in my games
0: so yeah i I mean, I think romance is romance in a game is definitely a consent issue, so mm-hmm. it's a thing that not everybody in the group so everybody in the group has to consent to there being romance in the game, but not everybody in the group has to consent to having their character involved in romance. Mm-hmm. so I think that's the I think that is absolutely the first part like if we're if we're going, if we know in session zero that we may have romance in this game, it's worth bringing up. And if it happens mm-hmm. in the middle of the game spontaneously, it's worth stopping uh, and having that consent discussion.
1: That's a very good point. Yeah, for sure. That's, um, so the the thing
3: that happens frequently with the, with the group that I play with right now, and, and I adore playing with them because there is, pretty much romance 100% of the time. And I'm completely (laughs) here for that. But it is definitely part of our session zero as we're making characters that we're talking about those things. And we're talking about, you know, are you comfortable if our characters are in this relationship? Are you like, is this interesting to you? Are you, um, you know, does this is this fun? Do we do a thing? How can we construct this so that it's cool and has tension? All of those things. And then also part of that becomes safety and lines and veils, right? You know, What are we comfortable containing in terms of romance and where do we draw lines and where do we draw veils that like, you know, it's cool if they go have sex or whatever, but like we're not going to we're not gonna play that at the table we're like, not gonna roll we don't that need at the to exhibitionize no, ex- <laughs> like that like doesn't need to actually happen here like not comfortable with that that's fine yeah
1: no 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 No. that's 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 it's off a big screen. old x yeah. that's <laughs> off screen that's the
3: like so you know so that you construct those you have that conversation you're like okay so like look they kiss and then we draw the curtain and then we'll come back to them when Paint they're like back. putting on their boots right like
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's uh Yeah, and like so with my with my Blue Rose game, uh you know, Blue Rose is a game of romantic fantasy and I pitched that to the group as such and no one was really interested in romance and they ended up with characters who are a 16-year-old, a 10-year-old, a talking weasel and a talking raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> I still so... believe in you, Jen. You can make it happen.
1: Not <laughs> a <and> 16-year-old
2: <laughs> The 16-year-old has a thing with one of his classmates and I think that's about all we have right now and that's probably where that's we're gonna fine. Keep going to be. The, the, the Weasel and the Disney movie. The
3: weasel and the raccoon are legal though maybe? Like maybe? <laughs> maybe.
1: <laughs> we should my brain is hurting. Sorry, we should move along. I shouldn't say these things. <laughs> yeah, I've had a uh, my my Eberron campaign has had some you know some some issues with with romance popping up in the game not issues with romance popping up in the game but it's been a thing that has been dealt with by the characters and you know we had a we had an awkward we had an awkward exchange there was one player who was part of the game for a while and she really really wanted romance she really really wanted her character to have fun sexy times yeah either with other pcs or npcs or whatever and when I tried to give that to her, it was really, really awkward because as much as she wanted it, she didn't know how to respond to it. So it ended up being this very awkward, uncomfortable moment in the game. And, you know, it was like, okay, let's let's pull back from this and just move on. And then she ended up leaving the game for other reasons, and things have moved on. And, you know, we still have the awkward relationship between a couple of the characters that's been fun to have in the game but it was like that was one particular moment where I tried to give the player what I thought they wanted and it wasn't what they actually wanted Mm -hmm. or it wasn't actually something they knew how to respond to
0: which I think is a good point right so even if everybody's on board with romance once it's in Mm -hmm. the game if it's not working like it's perfectly fine to then just shuffle it back out of the storyline. Yeah, mm-hmm, like we can mm-hmm. we can revoke consent at any time. So it's okay like we agreed at the beginning of the game in session 0 to have romance. Then we got like 3 sessions in and tried romance and it wasn't good. We can just revoke that consent and and start filtering that content out of the story.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a very good point. Cuz it's the it, it's all about the 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 game being fun and engaging for everyone. And if you have a thing that's not being fun and engaging, you just, you slide it to the background. Yeah. You know, you you stop doing that thing or slide it to the background. And I honestly, to me
3: at least, I feel like the reason to, or the reason that it's fun for me to have romancing games is, like I said at the beginning, actually, that it actually raises the stakes. Because if I'm, Mm. my character's romantically involved with another character, that is more intense than a friendship between those two characters, right? They are more involved. So when something goes wrong or something happens or there's drama, whatever it is, the stakes on that situation are just higher, right? And I, for me, I love that, right? Because I'm playing Mm -hmm. for those drama moments. That's just the kind of game that I'm into right now. And it's a lot Mm -hmm. easier to have a high drama moment when you are really invested in that other character, which is the kind of thing that happens when you have a romance with them. Although I've had similar experiences having high drama between um, other very close relationships, right? So I've, like, played someone's mother and had, like, drama around the fact that there was, like, a how that relationship ended up falling out, right? Because it was a parental relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very different, but, like, it's another one of those, it's 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 more um, intense. The stakes are higher than just friendship, right?
2: Yeah, like with our um with our Hearts of Lynn game with Eric and I playing sisters. So oh, much yeah. of the emotional heart of that game ended up being us dealing with our parental expectations. Yeah,
3: which was huge. Right, and and being sisters is again like yeah. a more intense relationship yeah. Anything than being where friends. Where you get that higher stake? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I think what it boils down to is that you know relationships in general are a good thing to have in games because they do raise the stakes because it invests the players in what's happening with their characters and the other characters. And romance is it's, it's another, it's another tool in that box that also brings a whole bunch of nuance and interesting things that can happen in the game between the characters.
3: Yeah. So one of the things that we didn't actually talk about when we were talking about games that focus specifically on romance is We didn't Mm -hmm. talk about there are also games that specifically focus on either like the turbulence of emotional relationships or like the end of emotional of like romantic relationships. And those are out there, too, because it's such a high stakes relationship that it's fun and interesting to play with. So you talk about something like the skies are gray and you are depressed, right? Like that is distressed. I mean, that's a really romantic game because you are in a very romantic relationship but it is not about like the happy, uplifting, we just started a relationship feels at all. It is about the like, there is a really difficult thing for us to deal with in this relationship where we're absolutely in love with each other, right? Or the other one that comes to mind is, um, shoot, I've forgotten the name of it but <laughs> i was
1: gonna say the game is called no game. it's
3: it's <laughs> the one where you're in the middle of a breakup and you are like you're literally just breaking up and it's the scenes kind of of everything going wrong until you get to the point where you break up but one of you also might be a were-rat <laughs>
2: i remember what you're talking about i
1: can't the Never remember what name I know of game. Game you're talking game yeah,
3: yeah, it's uh, yeah. great <laughs> because one of you might be a were-rat and you don't know and you just start threading like rats into the whole story the
1: name of this game will end up being in the, in the show, notes. show notes because we will look it up and find <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> we'll find it.
0: Hi, everyone. Editor Rob here. The game Sunda was trying to think of was It Was a Mutual Decision by Ron Edwards. You can find links to that game and all the other games mentioned on this show in the show notes. And now back to the episode.
3: So, so there is the other end of that. And I think the reason that games exist along like the entirety of that spectrum of like new relationship energy or, like the ongoing drama of do- will I won't they and like the other ways that we can play with the arcs of romance because as Phil and I have actually talked about on our podcast a couple of times like romance is its own story arc in and of itself right mm-hmm. the other part you can play with then is you have you have an end to that arc and that's another interesting part of that arc and sometimes that's the drama and sometimes that just happens in games where like that wasn't the purpose either like in my tales from the loop game i ended up not marrying the guy i was gonna marry because also he turned into a strange alien bug creature <laughs> you know as they do it happens and you know there was some accidental oh, i hate
2: it when my fiance turns into a
3: weird alien <laughs> bug. <laughs> it's really it wasn't good
2: and then yeah. we you
3: know somehow accidentally committed genocide on his entire species except for him it wasn't my fault though <laughs>
1: This just went dark, said it,
3: it was a dark game. <laughs> it went
1: dark. Sounds like it. It went dark. But we saved the world in <laughs> the timeline, so that part was good. Any last thoughts on romance in games before we get out of here? Phil, anything from you?
0: Uh, you know what? I'm going to give a... It might be slightly controversial. I am not a huge fan of playing romance in non-romance games at conventions. Mm-hmm. So if you're yeah. at a convention and we're, we're playing like D&D or something and i'm sitting at a table and i'm running a table full of people i don't know i prefer not to do romance i think romance works best when either the game is about romance and kind of is built in and kind of guides you through it or you're playing a one shot with people that you know like you're at a convention and like mm-hmm. a bunch of you go i think it's a little safer but for safety purposes i'm just not a fan of romance in non-romantic games at conventions
1: totally agree mm-hmm. i'm a, i'm a little I like romance in pretty, I I like romance when it pops up naturally in almost any game, but it has to be something that the players are actually into. It has to, you know, I've had it happen in one shots where it has worked, but again, I've also had it where it hasn't worked and you have to, you have to be able to kind of read the table, put it, yeah, read the table and move on from that. So it's like, I'm I'm not necessarily going to agree that it should never be there, but at the same time, you know, I definitely agree. It has to be, as you said at the beginning, Phil, it has to be a consent issue. You know, everyone has to be on board for this. Yep. Yeah. Any last thoughts, Cinda? Um,
3: I love romance in my games in general. <laughs> if you listen to my AP, you probably know that, and... I am also kind of with Phil on on the convention games, but also with you, Ange, and um, I think what it is is that my safety level for what kind of romance shows up in my games mm-hmm. is different at a table full of people I don't know versus at a table full of people that I do know. So the type of romance that I'm perfectly comfortable with happening at tables full of strangers is stuff that usually comes up in things like Love and Justice, where there is a teen romance of like a masked figure and you know we have those like swoony moments but that's like eh, nothing more really comes of it and you know except they might kiss at the end right yeah great right. <laughs> i don't know my yeah no higher stakes
2: um you know it's cool try it sometime <laughs> <laughs> how about you jen uh, I guess my last thing is never forget the power of the perfectly stable, happy, loving couple where nothing ever really happens in their relationship until it does. My go-to example being Zoe and Wash and Firefly. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. They're just perfectly happy, beautiful, loving couple. Nothing Their relationship is very stable, very calm, until... <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I, you're ma- you making me sad
2: <laughs> that's the point
1: <laughs> I, I, think, I think we need to move into the outro <laughs> this show is funded by the Gnome Stew Patreon you too can become a Patreon backer by following the Patreon link on the Gnome Stew website to the Gnome Stew Patreon this ad is brought to you by G Harmony the dating app for your characters why worry about finding yourself a date when you can use game harmony to find a date for your characters cross genre cross game it doesn't matter they'll find your hard to love character a soulmate <laughs> if you're enjoying the gnome cast, you'd probably like many of the other misdirected mark shows here's one to check out
2: cyberspeak uh, the cyberspeak podcast is an engaging discussion that covers the evocative and, in- and inclusive settings of the
1: Cipher system darcy and troy are entertaining co-hosts who offer gm advice and ideas for use in your games You can find all of us at GnomeStew.com, at GnomeStew on Twitter, and GnomeStew on Facebook. Gnomes, where else can we find you on the internet? Jen? I'm at JenCatWrites
2: on Twitter and Patreon.com slash JenCatWrites where I post games about kissing. Yay, Phil!
0: (laughs) I'm at DNAPhil on Twitter and you can find me uh, on my other two podcasts, Pandas Talk Games, uh, which releases on this network every Monday, and Live on the Misdirected Mark, which releases... Tuesdays, but is also live 8pm Eastern, 6pm the Queen's time. Thank you.
2: And if you don't watch it live, you're missing out. Really, truly. You are missing out. (laughs) out. Senda!
3: Well, you can find me on Twitter at Idella Mifflin, which is I-D-E-L-L-A-M-I-T-H-L-Y-N-N-D or on my other two podcasts, which is She's a Super Geek, um, which is bi-weekly releases every Tuesday and Pandas Talking Games with Phil every Monday. He said it. We're on Twitter too. (laughs) You know. I don't know, it's weird to repeat things he already said.
1: <laughs> uh and you can find me uh on Twitter at orikes13, orikes R I K E S thirteen. So do you guys think we avoided the stew this week? Oh I sure hope so. You, Phil had a <laughs> dark
3: ceremony and apparently they sacrificed some older gnomes, so he's immune, but I don't oh. the rest of us might be screwed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've recently acquired some arcane tones.
2: <laughs> oh, I gotta get me one of those. Gnomecast
0: is hosted by Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs.
1: Tends to flow directly from the thematic elements. Sorry, (laughs) cat.